question for you. Do you live a fulfilled life? Come to that, what is a fulfilled life? Indeed, can we ever feel truly fulfilled? Welcome to the second in our series of Alternative Facts, where we look at St Paul and what he wrote to a new church in Colossae, what is now modern Turkey, 2,000 years ago, to see if there's any relevance for us here and now. Last week we looked at truth and in a world of fake news, disinformation and alternative facts, we looked at what was the truth. If you missed it, why not look at the Holy Baptist YouTube channel and catch up with that. And this week we are going to look at how our lives can be fulfilled. Is it just a case of being happy all the time? Or if we can't do that, perhaps just be as happy as much as we can. But before we look at how we can be fulfilled, perhaps we need to look at what a fulfilled life is. And Google can help us there. So here are some of the possibilities of what a fulfilled life is. Do what I love and loving what I do. Or being cleared of my emotional baggage and make peace with it. Or perhaps be the creator of my life experience. Have a good and healthy personal boundaries and stand in my truth. Note, my truth. Or adapting the world and adapting to the world. And if you think not many people are interested in this sort of stuff, there was one particular article I came across which is entitled, What Makes a Good Life? A Study of Happiness. And it had 19 million views. Now I'm not sure about you, but I don't think those quite hit the spot for me. I was more interested to read Viktor Frankl, who was a survivor of Auschwitz during the war, not a Christian, but he said the following. When talking about fulfilment, he said, it's not about a quest for pleasure, not about a quest for power, and probably material fame, sex, security, money, or even love. It's about a quest for meaning, a meaning and purpose in life that is connected to authenticity. Well, if it is around meaning and purpose, how do we get that? Well, advertisers and blog writers would have us believe it's to do with materialism or experience. See, they don't sell us a perfume, they sell us seduction. We don't go and buy a piece of exercise equipment. We buy something that will tone up our bodies that we can show off to others. They sell us clothing that will make us conform and fit in with everybody else. 
and they do a good job with it. Just look at the queues on Monday of this week as the shops reopened. And they would have us believe that we have to have the perfect relationship. eHarmony tells us that people find love on their site every 14 minutes. There are currently 50 million current users of Tinder. But the danger that the advertisers would, would have us believe causes untold damage as people strive and ultimately fail for the things they think that we need and must have and must experience. So if we can see past advertisers, blog writers, and the people that write about what we must have, is there more to it? Well, back to Google, and let's see some other ideas of how we can have a fulfilled life. I found a couple, the first one, sort of typifies what most of them say, and there are hundreds. And the second one, I just liked. So how can we have a fulfilled life? Firstly, we need to be grateful, give back, laugh, have good relationships, exercise, volunteer, deal with clutter, get enough sleep and eat healthier. Or well, the second one simply said, every day have 10 minutes silence, 15 minutes of cleaning, stretch for 15 minutes and make small salads. Well, I don't know if that quite does it for you. Certainly, I think we would have better and healthier lives but I'm not sure any of those things quite hit the meaning that Frankel was talking about. So let's see what the Apostle Paul said to that church in Colossae 2,000 years ago and see if there's anything there that is relevant to us today. So Colossians chapter 2 and reading from verse 9. For in Christ all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form, and in Christ you have been brought to fullness. He is the head over every power and authority. In him you were also circumcised with a circumcision not performed by human hands. Your whole self, ruled by the flesh, was put off when you were circumcised by Christ, having been buried with him in baptism, in which you were also raised with him through your faith in the working of God who raised him from the dead. And the bit I'd like, the sentence I'd like us to concentrate on, or even perhaps the half a sentence, very easy to miss, was in verse 10, where it says, and in Christ you have been brought to fullness. In Christ we will full find fulfilment in our lives. So what does that mean? Well, listen to a clip from Gavin Peacock. Gavin Peacock was a professional footballer, um, played for Chelsea, in fact, captain Chelsea, um, was in an FA Cup final. When he retired, he became a match of the day uh, pundit. So he would have had the money, the status, he had the family, everything that the world would probably say we need. 
Listen to what he has to say. And so at age 16, I'd, I'd done my GCSEs and, and I left school um, to become a pro. Um, and it was about that time where so I'd achieved the schoolboy dream, if you like. I'd achieved everything that the world says will make you happy, the, the, the fame, the, the, the potential fortune um, and the great career. Um, and yet, you know, I, I wasn't satisfied as I thought I would be because football was my God. If I played well, I was up. If I played bad, I was down. And, and I pulled up that night to that uh, house. There's about half a dozen other young people my own age. I pulled up in a, in a nice car and I had that bit of money in my pocket and the career. I was in the in crowd, if you like. They, they weren't in the in crowd like I was and didn't have what I had. And yet when, um, when they spoke about Jesus Christ, when they prayed, there was a joy that they had and a reality that they had that I didn't. And I realized then that my, my biggest uh, problem wasn't gaining the approval of the crowd on the Saturday or being uh, the best footballer in the world or seeking my satisfaction in that. It was that I needed to be in a right relationship with, with God. So what does a relationship with Jesus bring? Well, first thing it brings is meaning and purpose and that purpose is to do God's will there is nothing more fulfilling on this planet than to do that and the second thing that a relationship with Jesus brings is a peace not of being at peace with our emotional baggage but being at peace with God the creator of the world who loves us unconditionally, whether we, whatever we've done or whatever we haven't done, who accepts us for who we are. And the third thing the relationship with Jesus brings us is joy. Not a happiness that is dependent upon external factors that come and go and often don't last very long, but a joy that is everlasting, a joy of knowing Jesus as our friend and as our saviour. And the fourth thing that a relationship with Jesus brings is having his Holy Spirit live within us, God working in us and through us. If you want to know more about that, can I just suggest that you join our Alpha course. It started last week, but it's not too late to join. Um, the joining details are below. And the good news is it doesn't matter whether we're rich or poor, whether we have a home with all the trappings or we're homeless, whether we go to the gym or we don't go to the gym, whether we spend 15 minutes of tidying our house every day or whether we live in a pigsty. The good news that for a fulfilled life, it's not what we do but what God has already done through Jesus for us. And what if we know Jesus as our saviour? Well, the challenge is to hold on to the truth and not my truth. We live in a world where we are bombarded by messages about what we need, about what success looks like, what we must or mustn't do. And the challenge for us is to live by Jesus' teaching. 
The Sermon on the Mount tells us that we need to be pure in heart, that we need to be meek, that we need to hunger for righteousness, that we need to be merciful and peacekeepers, among other things. And as the world comes out of lockdown and people rush to the shops and to the travel agent and perhaps even to the gym, and none of those things are bad, we need to remember what we are called to do. To love God and to serve him, because that is where we will find our fulfilment.